Hello? Anybody home? Today, I want you to open your mind. I've almost come to the conclusion that the story is so damning that the mass of people can't deal with it. We are in process of developing a whole series of techniques to get people actually to love their servitude. We face a hostile ideology, global in scope, atheistic in character, ruthless in purpose and insidious in method. Well, we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence. To change the minds and the attitudes and the beliefs of the people of the world, especially the United States, to bring about one world socialist totalitarian government. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. It has patterned itself after every dictator who has ever planted the ripping imprint of a boot on the pages of history since the beginning of time. Brutes have risen to power, but they lie. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. If you can get people to consent to the state of affairs in which they are living, then you have a much more easily controllable society than you would if you were relying only on clubs and firing squads and concentration camps. Tools of conquest do not necessarily come with bombs and explosions and fallout. There are weapons that are simply thoughts, attitudes, prejudices, to be found only in the minds of men. As you connect the dots between different people, organizations, places, religions, history, suddenly the picture starts to form. If you don't connect the dots, it's just a mass of what's all this about. The kingdom of God is within man, not one man, nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Someone born in the United States is not more special than someone born in Mexico. Someone who is white is not more special than someone who is black. They're just vehicles for the consciousness to experience. War is peace. Freedom is slavery. Ignorance is strength. They do not want your children to be educated. They do not want you to think too much. It was learned that the aliens had been and were then manipulating masses of people through secret societies, witchcraft, magic, the occult, and religion. They reach into our children in music, television, books. Pray on children's innocence. How can I disprove lies that are stamped with an official seal? So if you have the opportunity to stand next to one of these machines, it feels like an altar to an alien god. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a kid that's found his dad's gun. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc is now in the possession of the Army. Too many others know what's happening out there, and no one, no government agency has jurisdiction over the truth. Any state, any entity, any ideology that fails to recognize the worth, the dignity, the rights of man. That state is obsolete. A case to be filed under M for Mankind in the Twilight Zone. It's about time some of you got acquainted with the real hard truth. It's the heart that says, I will not acquiesce. Across the gulf of space, intellects vast and cool and unsympathetic regarded our planet with envious eyes. Each of us, when separated, is always looking for our other half. And the desire and the pursuit of the whole is called love. Heart perception will change everything. Freedom is the privilege to be right. Freedom from the disasters of our mistakes.
broadcasting from the Sonoran Desert. I'm your host, Ryan Gable, and you are listening to The Secret Teachings Radio. If you'd like to contact the show, you can email rdgable, rdgable at yahoo.com or tstradio at protonmail.com. You can also find us on social media over on Twitter at tst underscore underscore radio and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the secret teachings. Our website www.thesecretteachings.info. You'll find our free show archive there. You can also search the show on any radio or podcast player or application. And of course, if you're a new subscriber to the show, welcome. Thank you so much for supporting us. But even if you're not a subscriber, if you listen to the free archive, you also support us that way as well and help keep the show on air Monday through Friday right here on Ground Zero.radio. Again, Monday through Friday, right after Clyde Lewis and Ground Zero, which is what I assume most of you are tuning into the secret teachings from tonight, Thursday, April 13th, 2023. Some of you have probably realized that today is the fifth anniversary of the death of the famous radio broadcaster, one of the godfathers of late night radio, Art Bell. I should say the godfather of late night radio, but there are a lot of other really good classical old school radio guys. And uh, obviously Art Bell paved the way for a lot of the things that we talk about to become popular and to become so entrenched in popular culture. And although Art Bell did really, really uh, powerful radio broadcasts, it's very well known that a lot of the things he did was also... They were also very dramatic, and many of them were either intentionally or unintentionally staged. Now, this is not me speaking ill of the dead. I highly respected Art Bell, uh, even though he signed the letter to remove me from his Dark Matter Radio Network uh, many years ago. Still respected Art Bell. I still listen to old Art Bell, but... That UFO uh, alien uh, Area 51 phone call, remember that classic kind of infamous phone call, the guy calling in from Area 51, they were triangulating his position, all made up, wasn't true. It was fake. And uh, there were some people Art Bell had on the show that he used to interview. He talked to people that clearly were delusional, clearly were making things up. And, you know, there were occasions where he would call those people out or in the interviews, I mean, he was a he was a master of of radio, a master of interviewing. A he was a, a you know a a great broadcaster. But Art Bell also, despite the fact that he opened the doors to so many people, and opened the doors to so many uh, new and interesting thoughts, he also opened the door to a lot of con artists and frauds, a lot of charlatans and snake oil salesmen, a lot of alien salesmen. If you go back and listen to old Art Bell, I don't know the date of this particular broadcast, but there's a one of my favorite uh, fake <laughs> fake interviews. It was a real interview, but one of my favorite fake interviews is the guy that says he uh, interacted with an alien and uh, he was able to incapacitate it and he put it in like a freezer or a refrigerator in his garage, uh, and it ended up uh, it got out. And it like ripped his dog apart or something like that. <laughs> it's one of my favorite made up ridiculous stories. But when that was on Art Bell in those days, 
I, I, I mean, I can't speak for the people that were listening to those kinds of those kinds of shows live when they happened. Uh, but I know that, and I'm I'm assuming that uh, there's always a percentage of people uh, that believe those stories, regardless of how ridiculous they sound. And uh, maybe that's just because they have a real good open mind, and maybe that's because they're 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 open to all possibilities. But I'm open to all possibilities. I just don't believe that particular story. And this is the danger of uh, this is the danger of the type of work that people like myself do. It's not the same kind of danger of working in a coal mine, uh, or uh, same kind of danger working with like um, I don't know working with uh, inmates at a prison or something. This it's a different kind of danger. Uh, the danger is honest legitimate questions about the nature of reality, about consciousness, about what exists beyond our dimension, uh, our dimension, our planet, etc. These are questions that because mainstream everything has little, uh, uh, say, ability, has little uh, desire to address, uh, especially outside of the, the strict materialist view of the world, we tend to turn to any alternative source of information. And when we do that, we turn to things like late night radio. We turn to YouTube. I mean, I don't really follow anything on social media, but I'm assuming you find the same kind of stuff on Instagram, TikTok, all the social media platforms where you get real people doing really good work, uh, really good research, really good journalists. And then you get people that exploit the public's desire to learn about the mysterious or to learn about life in the universe or learn about anything. And they exploit that for profit. And profit isn't always financial profit. Financial profit is probably one of the biggest reasons. But it's also because of, of the ego. And building up this facade, uh, this image of who these individual people who they want the public to think that they're, they are. Uh, and most of the time they're cowardice, they're weak, they're pathetic. They hide behind, uh, they hide behind literal fake veneers in the case of one of them. Uh, they hide behind, uh, the curtain and pay no attention to the man or to the woman behind the curtain. Uh, they want you to believe that the smoke and the lights and, uh, the illusion that that's real and that it's not somebody just pulling levers behind the curtain. They want you to feed their ego, feed their wallets, etc. And that's what it's all about. Now, that doesn't mean that those people can't provide you with uh, information that helps you. you. You might listen to what those kinds of people say. And it actually helps you to grow as a person. And there's not anything necessarily wrong with that. But when you start putting... Basic, simple things like, you know, meditative practices or which anybody can do for free. Uh, when you start putting the idea of sacred or secret wisdom or knowledge, etc. behind a paywall and you tell people that they have to pay to get access to the secret information or to get access to this inside information. It's very clear and very obvious that you're dealing with con artists, charlatans, grifters, frauds, uh, lords of the lies, and any other name that we've we've given to these people here on the secret teachings. 
Of course, if you've seen tonight's promo, the promo for the show is David Wilcock blocking. Uh, It's obviously a play on words, a, a euphemism, but there's meaning to it. It's not just a silly or maybe inappropriate for some people title. People like David Wilcock, people like Corey Good, and countless other sources of fiction have been selling their made-up stories about secret space programs and underground military bases. I have no doubt that there's a secret space program. I have no doubt that there's not underground military bases. There's photographs of, of some of those. It's just those are real things and ideas and concepts that exist in some capacity in the real world. These people play on the fact that nobody really knows about these things. Like uh, how many of you have even been to NASA, you know, officially, let alone to some secret program at NASA? How many people have been to an underground facility? Uh, Not many. Maybe you've been to a coal mine or you've been to a cave. You've never been to some underground military facility or some kind of nuclear fallout shelter, although there are places you can get tours of these things. But the average person has never been to the real ones. So it makes it a lot easier to make up stories Uh, using real things as the base and then building a house of sand on the the very solid base because it's hard to dispute something that like, well, there there are pictures of underground bases or, you know, like military installations. Uh, You know, there are uh, there are astronauts who have spoke about secret uh, space programs. So it's hard to refute that. And it's confusing to people because these are real things that people like David Wilcock and Corey Good and others take and they really just use them again as a base to create this, this whole fictional narrative that they're in the center of, they get the briefings, they get the updates, and you can't access their source of information. That's a, a surefire way of knowing that you're dealing with a cult leader. And these people have been spreading these made-up stories, uh, these fictions, using out-of-context facts, Uh, exploiting naive people. And they've been doing these things uh, to, you know, you take things out of context to provide proof for your fantasies, right? And you exploit naive people, including people that you claim are your whistleblowers, like Pete Peterson. If you don't know Pete Peterson, Pete Peterson was a, quote, whistleblower uh, who gave all this information to David Wilcock. Turns out Pete Peterson was senile, uh, probably worse than, Joe Biden, uh, you know, I, I didn't go to his house when he died, but reportedly he had like jars of urine. Uh, he was he was mentally incapacitated. And not only did David Wilcox steal money from this guy, but he used him while he was alive. And even worse, after he died, he uses a dead man as his proof and as his source of all the things that he that he says he got in these these, these briefings uh, from people like Pete Peterson, or he had another whistleblower named Woody. Uh, he's, <laughs> he's watched Toy Story, is what I think. Uh, it's where he gets these names from. He even said he had a whistleblower who was part of his Ascension course called Ben, uh, and it's in the same uh, the same period of time his Ascension course came out where he had this insider named Ben giving you all this secret information. He had talked about how his brother... David Wilcox's brother was, um, his parents called him Ben Kenobi, even before Star Wars came out. So Star Wars and George Lucas took the name from David Wilcox's brother. <laughs> he literally said that. And then he's like, yeah, they called my brother Ben Kenobi. And then he says, oh, by the way, we're going to give you some new information in this course with our new insider, Ben. It's, it's literally just made up. 
It's completely fabricated, completely made up. And the thing is, all these people, they, they have a, a similar MO. They have the ability to talk to the insiders. They have the ability to receive classified briefings. I've said this before. David Wilcock, at a conference, I heard him say, like I was at the, at the event, at the talk, and I heard him say, and he said something to the effect of, you know, well, his ex-wife now, but my, my girlfriend, uh, she came with me to one of these briefings, and uh, they ju- and the guy that was giving him this information handed over this secret information. He didn't tell the guy his girlfriend was coming. He didn't tell the guy, hey, this other woman's coming or anybody else is coming, which doesn't make sense. You would think if you're a government insider, you want to give information away, you surely wouldn't give it to someone like David Wilcock. But if you were, uh, you might be suspicious if he just showed up with some blonde lady. Like, who is this? You know, you'd probably get suspicious and and not give him the information and, and walk away and call the meeting off. It just doesn't make any sense at all. Plus, these people all have the ability to talk to angels, to talk to aliens, uh, to talk to the insiders, to get the briefings. And now there's new voices like Marina Sarin. I've talked, to, I've talked about her before, not as much as Will Cocker Good. She's a great example. Marina Sarin says that she can channel aliens and that she has all this secret information. She's part of the secret space program, her Instagram page says. But she has a new angle, a new twist. She's a really young girl. Uh, I guess you could say conventionally attractive. She personally, physically, and, and, and intellectually disgusts me to the point of wanting to vomit. But she classifies herself not only as an alien channeler in the secret space program, but she's also a foot princess who does custom masturbation videos on OnlyFans. So if the alien business ain't working out, you can you can go get a custom custom masturbation video from her and uh, pay her because the aliens just aren't talking to her this week. She needs to make some money, so she'll uh, she'll masturbate herself uh, for money. That that is literally what she promotes. That's not what I'm saying. That's what she says. So I, this is the new angle. These young these young girls that have all this secret information, secret space program. Listen, if Corey Good ain't in the secret space space program, Marina Serena ain't in the secret space program. It's just absolutely ludicrous. But a bunch of creepy old guys who, you know, are alone, they watch this girl because she takes her tits out and she has, you know, pants. You can basically see her ass cheek and guys watch that. It's basically just softcore pornography. But, but, But because, as I've said for years, a lot of this community is just a bunch of people that 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 f each other all the time and just do a bunch of drugs i've seen it firsthand it's gone from softcore pornography and behind the scenes to literally if the aliens aren't communicating with her this week she's going to do custom masturbation videos for you because she needs to make money okay she's got bills to pay she's got stuff to buy she's also a reincarnated nazi general she says but she can't remember who the general was and that's i swear to god she actually said that it's truly uh, unbelievable So all of these lords of the lies uh, really are, as I've said, a grift that keeps on giving. Uh, They don't vet sources. They don't provide context. They don't admit when they're wrong, which is almost always. And they always wiggle out of lies by changing the subject. So I call tonight's show David Wilcock Blocking. And what that is, is the prevention of the general public or the association of the general public Uh, from asking questions about the nature of reality or conspiracies and being taken seriously. Because to have any association with these clowns and the things that they say and the things that they do and the things that they imply is to really certify yourself as insane. So they associate good people 
who just want to know something new. They want to learn something. They associate those people with their fantasies. So if anybody dares to say, you know, maybe aliens do exist in the universe, or maybe there are avian aliens. I'd assume that there probably are avian aliens. I mean, birds are one of the smartest species on the planet. And uh, I would assume that somewhere in the cosmos, there are avian-like beings or fish-like beings or feline-like beings or whatever. But I'm not going to tell you fake stories and make money off of it. If, if I'm going to tell you fake stories, I'll, I'll tell you that it's a fake story and I'll, you know, we'll write a, write a script for a movie or we'll write a, we'll write a, a short story. You know, it's, it's so bizarre that people like Corey Good, even though if you listen to his deposition, it's like hours and hours and hours, part of the lawsuits he's involved in that he's suing others. He's admitting in the deposition that he made up his blue avian story, his Anshar command BS, all that stuff's made up. It's all IP, intellectual property, and it's not blue chickens. That's slander. It's blue avians. It's trademarked. It's all made up. And it would be one thing if you just sold that as if it were Star Wars or Star Trek or Lord of the Rings, but he doesn't. He maintains it's real, although it's fake, because he made it up so it's real to him. And if you try to interact with the same beings he is, that's a trademark. You should have to pay him to interact with his imaginary friends, which is what it is. You got to pay him to interact with his imaginary friends. It's delusional. So again, David Wilcock blocking is when someone prevents real conversation in a debate by making up stories for profit. That is the epitome, the essence of what these people do. And it is everywhere. In ufology, New Ageism, ancient history, uh, I, I don't know what else to even term it or call it. Uh, I think those three, ancient history, New Age, and ufology, those are the three big uh, big categories. Uh, but even you know, health or the esoteric or what people call magic, etc., it all is part of the same system, part of the same beast, if you will. And it's very... It's very upsetting to me because I've been doing this for, let me just let me just put it all on the line for you tonight, okay? I've been doing this since 2009, 2010, as volunteer when I first began radio. And I changed the name of the show that I eventually took over. I was co-hosting. I took a show over because the host passed away in a terrible car wreck. Uh, the station called me and asked me if they wanted if I wanted to continue the show. I did. In 2013, I changed the name of the show to The Secret Teachings, because that book really inspired me. I think 2013, 10 years ago, that's when I really started my career. Uh, in 2015, uh, I think I became professional, uh, went through Dark Matter Radio and some other networks, ended up, of course, here on Ground Zero Radio now. And throughout that whole process, you know, I didn't know that this is what I wanted to do. I didn't know that this is what I would be good at someday. I didn't know that I'd be able to talk to uh, an audience for two hours. You know, I was struggling uh, in school to give a presentation, to write something, to do anything. And I really conquered those demons and radio helped me to do that. Especially it's, it helps because you're behind a mic in a studio in a basement or something in a closet and nobody can see you. Uh, so that, you know, that obviously helps with that transition. But in doing all that, you know, I, I never... I never made a lot of money. I always had to work another job and there's nothing at all wrong with that. Work is is a um, is a good thing. I think most of the time, at least good work is a good thing. And um, 
you know, I sit here with uh, about, I've got $8,000 saved uh, to my name. I had a lot more, but I just bought a, a, a used car that I've been saving up for about five, six years. So an $8,000 to my name, a, a 2010 used car. And I can get by paying my bills. I make a little bit from Ground Zero and I make a little bit from the free archives. When you subscribe uh, to the free archive, that means you just you know click follow uh, or you download the shows from the free archive. We get paid for that. So I make a little over a thousand or so dollars a month and uh, which is fine. I can live on that. There's no big deal. My problem is when you take the real things, when you take the um, investigative journalism, when you take the critical analysis, when you take the kinds of things that I do and other people do, and you start profiting from them by exaggerating and by making things up, and you sit there on a YouTube stream like David Wilcock does, and he, I mean, we, we kind of jokingly break it down. I mean, he does two to six hour videos where about 40% of it is him having audio problems, him talking about his clothes, and then about 30% of it is slides, that it, just stuff he made up. Okay, and then another 30% of it is him either crying or doing a meditation and trying to get you to pay him money at the, at the, you know, the last hour, uh, trying to get you to pay him money. And he'll make five, well, two, three, four, five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars from YouTube streams. He'll make 10, 15 grand a weekend uh, giving talks about absolute nonsense. And that, you know, that, that's what concerns me. It's not that he's making the money. It's that he's taking the money from people and he's doing it in a way that is extremely malicious and deceptive because he's preying on vulnerable, naive people. And he's also preying on people. I think vulnerable is probably the best word. People that just truly are looking for meaning and truly looking for purpose. And they're trying to figure, figure out what life is all about. And this monster exploits them, uses them, and abuses them. Uh, he has them locked in some kind of Stockholm syndrome, and they just keep giving the guy money. $50, $100, $1,000, $10,000. And then he sits there and complains that he has no money. It's, it's, it's not the fact that he is making money. It's the fact that the way he's making it is deceptive and malicious. That's what concerns me. That's what makes me upset. That's what makes me angry. Because I've had friends, I have a couple of friends who have listened to this, this crazy psycho and they've given him money and they, and they believe the stuff that he says. And I've had to get a couple of my friends off of this David Wilcock drug, which is what it is. It's a drug uh, and it's extremely potent for some reason. Uh, some people call it hopium, etc., uh, tonight on the show, if you're just joining us, I'm Ryan Gable. It's David Wilcock blocking, and this is The Secret Teachings. Tonight, we don't have any breaks. There's no breaks tonight. So please grab a book. Please listen to the show for free, as some of you probably are in the archive, because we uh, we get uh, a kickback from that. And if you're looking to uh, subscribe to the show, if you're a new subscriber, you can uh, go to aftermath.media, subscribe to my show, and of course, Clyde Lewis is a ground zero as well. You can get them in a package. Uh, but if you're just joining us, uh, this is the, the theme of tonight's show, David Wilcock blocking. And tomorrow night, we're going to actually have a part two with my good friend, Mike D, our co-host, who's been with us for like a decade. And tomorrow, we're going to look more at the Corey Good deposition. Tonight, we're going to try, we're already a half hour into the show, we're going to try 
to go through the recent David Wilcock uh, prophecy transformation update video that he's that he's done. And we're going to just play play that all the way through as best as we can, finish it tomorrow, and then talk about the Corey Good deposition with Mike. And the, again, the reason I'm playing this is because this guy will disappear for months. He'll come back and he'll have all these new revelations. Uh, he'll come back. He'll have all these this new this, these new prophecies. But if you st- you pay attention, you'll notice that there's a there's a pattern here to his behavior of how he does these things and how he rips people off. And it goes something like this. This man sat here on YouTube and he told people that Joe Biden was going to be removed from the White House and that Donald Trump was going to be reinstalled as president. These were all his election updates. Donald Trump was going to be reinstalled as president. Joe Biden would be removed from the White House. Okay, he said that for like a year plus after the after the election. And obviously that didn't happen. Obviously that was crazy. Was total nonsense. Like personally, I don't think Joe Biden won honestly, but that doesn't mean that they're going to remove him and put Donald Trump back in the White House. But this is what David Wilcox said for, for like a year, year and a half. And then when it turned out to obviously not be true and it didn't happen, he decided to not address the fact that it didn't happen. He decided to take a moment to pause and take a breath, not address it, and then come back and tell people he's having channeling sessions with the Archangel Michael. Not any Archangel. The Archangel Michael, one of the most powerful angels. St. Michael, Michael the Archangel. I'm going I'm to say that again just in case you misunderstood what I said. The Archangel Michael. David Wilcox says he is in contact with St. Michael the Archangel, which is ironic because Michael the Archangel protects people against wickedness, which is how David Wilcox makes his money. Michael the Archangel, I can tell you that he is not communicating with David Wilcox. And I can prove that. I can prove that. I think anybody who pays attention to David Wilcock can also prove that. Michael the Archangel is not a lesser angel. Michael the Archangel is a powerful angel. Michael the Archangel doesn't reach out to people and give them information, and furthermore, give them information that they can turn into a book and sell to make worldly, physical, material profit. That's the first proof that David Wilcock is lying through his fake teeth that he's talking to the Archangel Michael. But it's beyond that. It goes way beyond that. Because the Archangel Michael, uh, just like any other angelic being, is not a, a character or a concept or an energy or a spirit or an angel, whatever you want to call him, that you could be in contact with if you were unable to put yourself in line with that that vibratory energy, uh, in the sense that if you've ever practiced ceremonial magic, or if you're a if you're a Christian, you've ever you know done a baptism, or you you wear the white robes, and in order to commune and to contact the divine, 
you have to put yourself into a position where you are cleansed and purified to step into that, that holy state of mind. Okay, David Wilcock says that the archangel Michael, and I'll play this for you because it's, it's hard to believe if you just say it. I'll play it for you. Uh, he says that the archangel Michael, the archangel Michael told him to urinate in a bathtub, literally, to urinate in a bathtub and to lay down in it and he would obtain not some kind of beneficial healing properties, which there may be uh, beneficial properties to uh, peeing. Uh, some people say you pee on your feet in the shower. It, it's antibacterial. It cleans your feet. There, there certainly is something to say about urine therapy. But you know, urine, urine therapy uh, clinically or in alternative medicine is different than... If you pee in this bathtub and lay in it, you will get superpowers, which is what he says. You're going to get telekinesis. Telekinesis and elements appear to be very interconnected. Wind, water are the two elements that seem to be the most related to telekinetic effects. Earth appears to be more about how you draw the telekinesis out of the earth and I'm going to talk about this in the Ascension Philosophy. I'm going to go in way more detail on the telekinesis exercises that Michael has been giving me telepathically. Uh, so, you know, take it or leave it, whether you believe that this is true. But if he wrote a book in 1999 that's telling the future now, he's probably telling me the truth about how to get your telekinesis to work too. Because it is actually getting results. I am getting it to work. I never, ever thought this would happen. So the Archangel Michael is or telepathically communicating to him and telling him to do stuff with urine in a bathtub to get telekinetic powers. But only in a bathtub. And then another one of the really funny things is that you have to pee in the bathtub. He wants your DNA in the water. So I have been using uh, scented oils... Um, so this is David Wilcock telling you that the Archangel Michael communicates to him telepathically, uh, has allowed him to obtain telekinetic powers that he obviously can't demonstrate because they don't exist because he doesn't have them because he's lying to you, but that he got these powers by pissing in a bathtub and then laying in his own urine. And some people justified and say, well, I mean, there's such a thing as urine therapy. Yeah, to kill bacteria, not to obtain telekinetic powers. And there are demons who will tell you to do things with urine. One of those demons is Belphegor. Belphegor is usually worshipped by his followers when they are on the toilet, on the potty, uh, dropping a deuce. Okay, That's how they worship him, with excrement, with feces. The demon Belphegor requires... Feces and urine sacrifices or offerings. If something is communicating to David Wilcock and something is telling him telepathically to take a bath in his own urine, I don't care if he adds oils, okay? But if something is telling him to communicate, or something is communicating telepathically and telling him to pee in a bathtub and lay in it, and he'll get superpowers, okay? That is. Not the Archangel Michael. That is a demon, probably Belphegor, maybe another demon. Or a very low-level spirit, which is just effing with him. 
And this guy is so spiritually unadvanced that I guess if he is getting telepathic communications, he just listens to whatever they say when they whisper in his ear, I'm the Archangel Michael. Go pee in the bathtub and lay down in it and you'll become telekinetic. Okay, that's the second piece of proof that he's lying through his fake teeth. Lying through his fake teeth and making money off of it. The Archangel Michael doesn't reach out to people and give them information that they can sell to make a worldly profit. Demons do that. The Archangel Michael is not reaching out to David Wilcock telepathically telling him to urinate in a bathtub and lay in it. That's not the Archangel Michael. That is a demon called Belphegor who requires a sacrifice of urine and feces or an offering of urine and feces in order to obtain whatever it is that he says he can give you, which is really nothing. In fact, uh, maybe it is Belphegor because Belphegor is kind of a sloth demon. And that's all David Wilcock does is lounge in his mansion and then tell you he needs money to pay for it. That's not angelic, folks. That is demonic. If you want more proof, just think about it yourself. I can't give you all the details. Think about it yourself. Is he talking with the Archangel Michael? We don't have time to go through all the details. We have to get to his video. But you think he's talking to the Archangel Michael? I don't think so. But that is what the whole video that we have now is all about. Archangel Michael's prophecy of transformation. So the Archangel Michael could have gone to anybody. Could have gone to absolutely anybody. And the Archangel Michael chose a man who has been on ancient aliens, who has promoted that aliens created mankind, who has tried to uh, disassociate um, himself from uh God's creation from reality, a man who has pushed people away from Christianity, a man who on live YouTube streams, screams and yells and degrades and demeans his wife who now has left him, a man who lies through his fake teeth about virtually everything he says and proves that he lies when none of his predictions come true, a man who claims that he has these prophecies, but nothing he says comes true, meaning he's a false prophet. The Archangel Michael does not come to somebody who verbally abuses their wife, who lies to make money, and who profanes the divine for their own self-interest. If the Archangel Michael is coming to visit David Wilcock, it's with a sword. It's not with telekinetic powers that he's looking to bestow on whoever gets into the piss bathtub. This video I have here for you is David Wilcock Live, the Archangel Michael's Prophecy of Transformation. And what we're going to do here is we're going to play the video. This is fair use. We're going to play it and comment on it. This is a transformative work. And if any of David Wilcock's goons are listening to this show, as they have in the past or as he has in the past, because he's called us a terrorist, he's called us uh, all kinds of terrible things, not just us, I mean, so many more people, uh, all these terrible things, uh, you know, the cabal, dark forces, etc., because we dare to ask questions about his outrageous claims. Even if this guy wasn't making a lot of money, I'd still be concerned because we're talking about people's spiritual growth and development, and you're exploiting that for your own arrogant self-interest and financial material 
worldly profit and wealth. Archangel Michael's Prophecy of Transformation. This is the video. And uh, if anybody listening right now does not enjoy this type of analysis or this type of uh, show tonight, uh, no hard feelings. We will be back tomorrow with a part two. We'll have Mike D with us. Uh, But next week, starting Monday, of course, we'll be back to something else. This is the... Uh, He went from Ascension Prophecies to the Archangel Michael's Prophecies. None of the Ascension Prophecies came true. Uh, And now he's moved on to the Archangel Michael, who, by the way, conveniently is another reason. I'll give you a third reason. Another reason that the Archangel Michael is not communicating with him is because if the Archangel Michael were communicating with him, why would the Archangel Michael wait until all of David Wilcox's prophecies about the uh, 2020 election were proven false? And then right when David Wilcox is just about to lose face, the Archangel Michael says, hey, I've got some prophecies for you. Why don't you go ahead and jot these down and this will get you right back on track because that's exactly what happened. Didn't want to answer questions about the Trump conspiracies. So um, I'm actually starting to get uh, the Archangel Michael talking to me. He is a con artist of biblical proportions. Let's go ahead and and roll this uh, roll this video. Some of this I might have to skip through. It's two hours and thirty eight minutes long, and we're what are we? We're forty minutes into the show tonight already, so we're not going to be able to play all this. But let's just play a little bit of it. Let's see how he makes his money, and let's listen to some of these prophecies again. This is fair use. We're commenting on the video, but if David Wilcock and his goons want to sue us or threaten us, go right ahead. I'd be happy, very happy to see you in court. And of course, he can't get his audio working as usual. Multi-million dollar setup. Listen to that. It's all a ruse to make him look like he's a victim of uh, attacks from the cabal or some cyber stalkers online. It's the same exact story every single time. And uh, here he goes. He's going to pop on here in just one sec. Hey, how's it going? How are you guys doing out there? Can you hear me okay? I got sunglasses on because I don't want to start frying my eyes until we're actually like, you know, on air and ready to get going. But I think that time has arrived. So welcome. And uh, it looks like everybody can hear me. Yeah, I'm seeing it. I hope you have your barf bag tonight. I'm going to need mine. That's the only other thing I need to know. People are saying no sound. Well, see, that's exactly the kind of stuff we got to find out. Why don't you figure it out before you go live okay, on people air? People are saying they can hear me perfectly. That's good. <laughs> Need some money. Uh, there's there's some trolls out there, you know, and you deal with it. But anyway, hello. Uh, this is David, and yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Look, he's on this for about a minute and forty, and there's someone in the chat room saying, "Oh, it looks like uh, David Wilcock needs some money." That's why he's backed on a video. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. That's exactly why he's doing this video. He's been gone for six months. He comes back and he does a two and a half hour video, makes several thousand dollars, and then he'll disappear again. Just vanish into thin air. This is my wide angle shot so that we can get in all your comments here. They are spilling in by the bucket loads. It yeah, is truly needs something money. to see. Needs money. Show us your feet. Here we go. I, I sizzled it out for you guys. I made sure. Where are we here? I made sure to wear the most sizzly shoes that I've got. If I'm ever going to go to the Grammy Awards and I wanted to win a Grammy, 
You got to have purple socks, okay, because you want to be LGBTQ compliant. This is if you've ever donated to this man, you, have to you paid for those shoes. And then you wear, you know, uh, sequins on your shoes themselves. This is an important step. You need to have a little uh, handkerchief for blowing your nose, which you're never actually going to do because it's too fancy. And of course, you need to have your prop cigarette so that. The event that oh, yeah, I, lo- I love this part. <laughs> so this, this video is linked up on our show description and on Facebook. So on this part, he, he looks like he's going to um, some kind of ball or some kind of gala, gala or some kind of you know, music awards. Like he said, some kind of like gr- the Grammys, the, the shoes he has on, this suit coat. Then he also, for some reason, he decides to spend the next minute talking about his fake cigarette. Uh, and he's rolling in cash as this has this is happening. People are giving him money uh, throughout this video. And you want to look like you really know what you're doing. So the cigarette has to... Oh, sh- if it was lit, that would be very bad. Cigarette has to look pretty good, you know? You want... <laughs> sure. Talking for a crowd. This is one of those prop cigarettes, but it doesn't really work very well in terms of making smoke. But I think it's funny, and I actually like it. So, um, welcome. Welcome, friends. Welcome, and we're going to talk about a lot of fun stuff today, folks. It's so cringe. See, there's like a cigarette technique that is necessary to, you know, if you wanted to go into Hollywood, if you want to be in a movie, you have to be able to have the cigarette in your mouth. See, I can't even do it. You have to get a certain amount of saliva and make sure that the cigarette holds onto your mouth in a very tight and direct way so that when you're talking like this, the cigarette just keeps moving and you might even kick out some smoke. (laughs) But there's no real effort. So this is pretty uh, cringe. It's pretty uncomfortable. uh, And that's that's kind of the reason I'm playing it. It's very uncomfortable. I want to point out the chat room, though, during his live stream. There are people in here saying, address the Corey Good deposition. Yes, that would be nice if he would address the deposition where Corey Good admitted that they made all this stuff up. It'd be nice if they would uh, address the audio that I got from Mr. Emery Smith, where Emery Smith said that these guys threatened him that if he didn't go along with their stories, something bad might not ha- or might might happen to him. Uh, maybe he should address the fact that he's taken all this money in through the Wilcock Foundation and all that money disappeared on their expenses. He paid all this money for expenses. He can't seem to get his audio working. Okay, can't seem to get his audio working. But uh, he's got all this money for nice suits and nice shoes and a multi-million-dollar mansion. Might be a little less than multi-million. I think it's what like a million or so dollar mansion that he's paying a mortgage on. So he needs money. He needs lots of money, and that's what you're here for—to give him the money. Involved because it's become you know, a pretty automatic process at this point. So, boy, you guys, I don't know. We're, we're off to a lame start here. If I'm smoking at the beginning of the show, I'm kind of having a detrimental effect on minors, and we don't really want that, right? So, <laughs> anyway, I'm in a good mood, yes, and uh, thank you guys for noticing that. Where are we here? Okay, this is, I've got everything set up for you. I actually have the... Uh, Fender guitar here, the Stratocaster lit up with lights. I've got the stairs lit up with lights. I tested everything. I actually took some time and made sure that this was going to work because I'm very excited. I've uh, been underground for 
my God, a year. I, I haven't even done a video in a year, and it's been quite an experience what I've been going through in terms of what I am doing and what I'm working on. Uh, so this has been quite a journey, uh, but obviously if you have been following my stuff, then you will notice that in the last year, everything that we've been talking about has only become more prevalent, more obvious, and it's very clear that there's something going on that is leading up to things that I don't want to say, you know, because you got to remember that when I'm doing this, I have to speak in cipher. If I don't, <laughs> if I go on the nose with certain words that I'm going to say, then there's going to be a much easier detectability, which actually causes a score on the inside. But, you know, this is... A so what he'll do is he, he does talk in riddles and he talks in code like the, you know, a certain letter of the alphabet or, you know, the orange man or to get around the to get around the algorithms on on YouTube and other places where he has his nonsense posted. But he's always done this. He always talks in generalities. And this is what good con men do and con women. This is what really, really bad, but you think they're good psychics do. They talk in generalities. I'm seeing that you have a mother and father. Is that true? Oh my God, I do have a mother and father. You're so good. That's what good con people do. Okay, they speak in generalities. So every time this guy, in fact, there are so many people, so many people that do this. Something big's coming. There's going to be big changes. There's going to be something big in the news that happens. I can sit here and I can predict the future for the rest of the month, the rest of the year. Some big's going to happen, and that's totally relative to the individual for the most part, but something big's going to happen. There's going to be a big news story, and I know that because I'm getting channelings from the Archangel Raphael. So give me money. Okay, it's, it's all an illusion. It's all made up. It's all fantasy, and this guy is absolutely delusional. The heavy-duty conspiracy theory I'm starting to lay on you guys here. I better get a drink of water here. Anyway, yes, I have the buffalo over my head, and it does form a halo, and in fact, <laughs> I could make it into any color, theoretically, so if, if I wanted to go into some darker areas, I could say, oh, yeah, you know, let's uh, see what we can do with a nice satanic halo. Wouldn't that be interesting? He's got a red halo on his head now, yes, it's a, red is satanic, yes. But we're not going to do that, we're going to keep it blue because that's the side that we want to be on, you know? So we're not going to mess around with that kind of stuff. <laughs> Did you hear that? If you have red lights in your house, my little red recording light here on my board, that's a satanic recording light. <laughs> I just like it. It's a good prop, I think, you know? So I, I want to do things that are fun. Just like his teeth and hair. And talk about things that are enjoyable. I did move my... Uh, back when YouTube would actually give you something of value for having... 100,000 subscribers, that's when I got that. It's made out of uh, actual real silver. And no, I haven't melted it down. I, I think it's better to have it up there and, you know, have this silly halo over my head and talk about stuff. So that's what we're doing. You're here. You've allowed yourself to put up with me for this long. Being absent, you don't hate me. You've apparently decided that I'm still a worthwhile human being in your eyes. And, and decided to give him money. Scorned and hated. <clears throat> they're giving him money in the chat like right that now. That ever happens, you know. Nobody ever gets upset at you when you do this kind of stuff publicly. It's always just as smooth as molasses. Yeah. So the point is, we've got a whole lot of interesting things going on 
in the world and in my own life. And I'm trying to maybe just have a casual session with you guys. I didn't want to do a whole bunch of slides because when I get into a slide mode, I get very amped up. I've got a certain number of them and I got to get them done within a certain amount of time. However, there were multiple uh, requests here in the comments section. As you can see, uh, people were asking me about wanting to have uh, what kind of shirt I was going to wear. This is apparently really important to you guys. So um, I said, well, well, actually, the irony in that statement is most of the chat room says address the Corey Good deposition, address the Corey Good deposition. And some people are saying, yes, he's a wise man, David Wilcock. Mr. Wilcock, hello, hello. And then it's address the Corey Good deposition. There's like all kinds of comments in there. Address this, address that. So he focuses on the comment about what his shirt looks like. Do you have the capacity or do you have the ability to handle the sizzle jacket? Because I don't want to, I don't want to come out here with this kind of stuff on my feet, you know, when there's actual sequins on my clothing and there's actual what is he ta- what is he talking my, about in my what is this guy, this guy talking about and i'm not going to bore you with any more of that nonsense uh it just goes on and on and on i can skip ahead and he's still talking about it up and then i can't finish and it takes like four hours and throw it away and become a ufo researcher and i felt that looking at people like uh dr john mack dr stephen greer I said, you know, I need that PhD or nobody's even going to take me seriously. And I since had a different course of action. But when this all had started in my life, uh, the, the Archangel Michael contact, it was after I had already graduated from college. I'd actually come out here from upstate New York by train because I didn't have enough money to go on an airplane flight. So I used Amtrak to travel here to Colorado, Boulder, Colorado, to apply to Naropa Institute, which is a graduate school that teaches transpersonal psychology. That was one of the degrees you could get, and that was the one I was really the most interested in. Oh, so he has studied psychology. He knows how the mind works. That makes a lot more sense. Let me give you a little bit of information on David Wilcox's background. He is from upstate New York. Uh, he is from uh, Schenectady, around that area. It's actually where my son's mom is from. And he has a family that is quite interesting. His mom is just as psychotic as he is. I think his dad is sane from what I've seen. Uh, his mom, from what I understand, still lives in upstate New York. And she's, uh, she's, she's a wackadoo, let's put it that way. And uh, his mom, uh, I think, really did a number on him. Because if you read his writings and you listen, it's actually quite sad. You listen to his backstory. He says... Uh, things about when he was in school, uh, he made a macaroni, uh, one of those macaroni type pieces of art that kids make. Uh, and somebody, I guess, made fun of him or maybe smashed the macaroni. And uh, that traumatized him for several uh, decades. Um, something about a candy necklace that somebody took from him or something. I remember hearing that story and that traumatized him. Uh, he did drugs when he was younger. And the, th- the weird thing is like, Everybody's been bullied, okay? I've never done any kind of drugs, really even prescription drugs for that matter. But uh, most people have done some kind of drug. So why do these people think that that makes them special? Why does Corey Good and David Wilcock use their, their childhood 
as an excuse to rip people off and lie to people. It actually makes a lot of sense because if you're traumatized and you're severely traumatized, even if you speak to the contrary of that trauma and you tell people you're all about love and helping people and being humble, of course, if you're telling people you're humble, you're probably not that humble, Uh, but then you do the kinds of things that David Wilcock does it's just generational. Uh, the, the trauma and the abuse and the things that he went through, now he's just exporting that from his childhood home, his childhood memories, and he's doing the same thing to his audience. And again, this guy studied psychology, so he has a pretty good idea of how the mind works, probably. And uh, when you listen again to his backstory, it's actually quite sad, and you'll start to understand why he acts and does, the way, does, the th- does things the way that he does because he's been severely abused in one way or another, and he has been severely traumatized, and now he just exports that onto his audience. Oh, and here's another interesting thing. He actually has a family that has money, and they had, I don't know if they've sold it, they had a house in Malibu, California. Nice big, um, I'm sure it's multi-millions of dollars, uh, and so it doesn't make any sense how he, he was just poor and had to take a train to Colorado and go to college there and decided to live in one of the most expensive places in the country and eventually buy a million dollar plus, like one point, was it 1.3 or something? I don't want to be inaccurate about that, but like 1.3 something million dollar log cabin. A true rags to riches story, right? He went from rags in upstate New York to being a, a multimillionaire uh, YouTube uh, influencer uh, something. What I don't know what you want to call him. But none of his, uh, even the simplest parts of his story, no, th- th- those simple parts aren't true either. Uh, about his family being poor and he has no money, he's got to come across the country on a train. and none of, that's, none of that's true. I mean, maybe they had struggled at points, but he's, his family's got a lot of money. A lot of money. See, but that's also the psychology of someone who's, you know, some some people that have money, uh, depending on how they live their lifestyle, they might not have a lot of money. That's why when professional athletes get that first big contract, they get financial advisors that help them understand what to do with the money, how to save it, what to you know, inv- how to invest it, etc. Um, when I was in real estate in the state of Florida, I went to a timeshare class one time, and the timeshare class was the first day was about how much money you're going to make. They expected you to make like six figures a year. I turned it down because I could not sell timeshares. I mean, I don't. I have a soul, and uh, I'm not saying timeshares are inherently bad, but just the the scumbags that were in there. And the whole class was about how to manage that kind of wealth because most people in there had never had that money before. So if you have um, a distorted version of reality that functions in your head like a distorted perception of reality, even if you have a million dollars, you could still be poor. Even if you're you're living in this big mansion in Colorado, uh, you could still be poor. So that's something else I think that needs to be considered. If you're just joining us, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. David Wilcox, Archangel Michael Prophecy Update. And we're going to play as much of that as we can for you tonight. No breaks, but please go to our website. If you're a subscriber, you can resubscribe and or buy a book, digital or physical. Of course, if you're a new subscriber, go to aftermath.media and subscribe that way to our show and to Clyde Lewis's Ground Zero as well. So 
transpersonal sounded really cool to me. And I got on a train and I actually just rode the train all the way out here through the most horrific, I mean, two days of not sleeping from New York to Colorado. It's like, oh my God. You're up all night and you're looking at this thing going, dude, am I ever going to get off of this train? And then you eventually get here and I had a really hard time adjusting. I applied to the school. I started to apply for temp jobs. And I got denied by Naropa. Uh, maybe he didn't study psychology. And all of a sudden I had to get out of my house that I grew up in because my mother wanted me to move on with my life. I'm very glad she did that. You know, if, if she allowed me to stick around, you might not be seeing me here right now. So I moved back to my college town and started to get these jobs to intern for an eventual doctorate in psychology and it was at this time that I started to delve more and more into the UFO arena online. And I graduated in 95. And then by the end of 95, we had AOL, America Online. And you'd have to dial in. And the first speed I used was 2,400 baud, 2.4K per second. All right. So I, I, I don't know how much of this I can, actually, <laughs> I can actually listen to tonight. But I want to point something else out to you. When he does these videos, you know what I think that they are? I think that they're therapy sessions for him. I don't think this is about helping you or giving you some inside information. That's how he makes the money. I think this is a therapy session because he always spins a giant chunk. We're, we're, we're 14 minutes into this two and a half hour video. He has done nothing but tell you the same backstory that he always tells you and then talk about his clothes and his, in this case, fake cigarette. He has told you nothing profound, and yet people are giving him money in the chat room. Even something as simple as the train ride from New York to Colorado. Like, personally, I've always wanted to take a train. I've never taken a train. I can't afford to take a train. Here's a guy who's on the train, and even the train ride is traumatizing to him. The train ride is traumatizing to him. This is someone who is so self-centered, who is so arrogant and egotistic. He literally makes everything, everything is about him and how he's under attack. So it's no wonder that if he's dabbling in the UFO field on the internet, especially in the early days, the Art Bell days, that he's probably not going to, it's very unlikely that he's not, he's, he's not going to fall victim to other con artists and scammers and grifters, uh, even in those days online and elsewhere. I think he is a victim of uh, the same kind of success that he is having today in terms of financial success and popularity because he was bred and trained by the same types of cons and frauds and the same kinds of cowards and losers that pass off fiction as reality. We're going to have to skip ahead a little of this. I, I, can't, I seriously want to just, I got to have a vomit bag. We'll skip ahead a couple minutes and see, see where we get. This abominable snowman. Let's research abominable Atlantis. snowman. Why not? Let's research crop circles. Let's research harp weather modification. Still let's talking about his own life here. Let's, let's see what else we can so, get. What do I mean by that? It's important to breathe very deeply. It's important to meditate. And it's important to tune out the normal ego, if you will, as most people call it. And, and I don't think the ego is a bad thing. 
Because his the is law huge. Of one series, they call it the personality self, and they say that you. Yeah, won. the law of one, another made up, fictitious, nonsense, BS story. It's not real. It's made up. It's not real. It's fiction. It's not real. It's just a story. And yet, David Wilcock uses it as a reference to support the other nonsense that he makes up. That's classic, classic, classic conning. It's classic. It's what a fraud does. To have they quote other frauds a very well to support their own fraud personality self, so that you don't require angelic guidance to know what's best to do. They want you to become developed to a point where you have the knowledge as to what is the best move because you've got the choices. When people would get angelic readings from me, and this is later on after I developed the remote viewing as we're about to discuss, when Archangel Michael started coming through, I did client readings from 1998 to 2005. And it was a total of about 500. And I don't think I have all of them on tape because I did a whole bunch of them in Japan. Uh, I did a whole month-long tour of Japan in 2002. Let me explain something to you as an audience from my background and my perspective. I've met maybe in my whole career doing doing this 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 show i've met maybe two three real psychics mediums channelers you choose to call them whatever you will and they've all had those i'd say and i say maybe maybe three they've all had one thing in common they don't talk about their abilities they certainly don't brag about their abilities they're super humble, they're very internalized, and they don't try to make uh, an excessive profit off of their abilities. And I think that the same thing goes for anybody who is sincerely trying to help other people. They don't brag about their abilities, they keep things internalized, they're usually going through their own struggles, they're a conduit, and they don't try to monetize fully what they do. And if they do monetize it, it's very limited, you know, because we all have to have some form of uh, currency to live. David Wilcock does the exact opposite. He brags constantly about his abilities that he is clearly not in possession of, which is what someone who doesn't have those abilities would do, brag about them to convince you and to convince themselves. He's extremely external about them, and he has excessively profited from them. And that is a sign that he is a con artist. He is a fraud. All the readings that he gives, it's all made-up fiction. It's not real. Because again, a real psychic, a real medium, a real channeler, Okay, is not someone who externalizes their uh, abilities, someone who is humble, someone who does not try to monetize, especially excessive monetization of what they can do because it is a gift from the divine or from the creator or from whatever you want to call it, and it's not something to be exploited for material gain. That's how you know this man is lying through his fake teeth. And again, David Wilcock blocking. What is David Wilcock blocking? David Wilcock blocking is when you, and it's not just David Wilcock who does it, 
is when you prevent somebody from having a real conversation and a real debate by making up stories for profit. And what I mean by that is people like David Wilcock make the real psychics, the real mediums, the real channelers look like con artists. Because if you look at Wilcock and you think this guy's absolutely out of his mind crazy, and then you hear someone say, you know, I've done some psychic readings or, you know, I've channeled some things or things have come through me, even if they're humble about it, even if they don't try to profit from it, guess what you sound like to the average person? You still sound like David Wilcock. He does a disservice to those people. He does a disservice to people like me. So yeah, for me, there's some ego involved. It's personal. Plus, he also made it personal when he wrote like a six-page essay on how he doesn't have a giant ego when I said that he had a big ego, which is exactly what someone with a giant ego would do. Back to the video. Uh, I had a book out there called Tenkan no Jidai, which means uh, the, the paradigm shift. Anyway, other than that, let's go back to remote viewing because... How about we skip ahead to the Michael prophecies because we're 30 minutes into this video and he still hasn't talked about the new prophecies. He's just talking about how the Archangel Michael came to him in the 90s and now he's back again. A body that can float around anywhere it wants. And it does appear to have a silver cord, many, if not most, out of body just near-death experiences. talking about astral projection. Etheric projection, Rudolf Steiner kind of stuff. That appears to be a physics thing, like a wormhole. The silver cord. It, it, okay, so we, we're literally 30 minutes into the video, and um, he has yet to talk about the newest archangel prophecies. It's just rehashing. So think about the pattern here. It's He's having technical problems. Look at his clothes. He's got a fake cigarette. People are trolling because they're telling him he only wants to make money off this video. He's got nothing new to add. Address the Corey Good deposition. He ignores that and addresses his clothing again. And then he goes into his backstory about how even, even a train ride across the country was traumatizing for him. Very traumatizing to probably ride first class on a train. That's speculation, but probably ride first class on a train. Very, very traumatizing. Two days of a train. Oh my God, it's traumatizing. Everything's traumatizing. Everything's about him. And then he starts generally talking about things that everybody already knows. Astral projection. If you've ever heard of astral projection, you know about the little silver cord that's connected so you don't get lost. Okay. If you ever heard of remote viewing, seeing things from a distance, perceiving them, he's just talking about general things. Now, you might think, Ryan, you talk about those things. And I do. I'll talk about astral projection. I have a bit on that in my book, Occult Arcana. Uh, I've talked about remote viewing. I've never wrote about it. I've talked about all these things. I've interviewed remote viewers before. Okay, I've interviewed people who have astral traveled before. I've never astral traveled that I can consciously remember, but I've talked to people who have done these things. Some people I truly believe. Some people I think that they're kind of delusional. Some people I think they're kind of somewhere in between. Okay, But I am not sitting here telling you, tonight's show is about prophecies that were given to me by the Archangel Michael, and I spend... 30 minutes to start the show telling you all about my clothes and how much money I don't have and how a train ride was traumatizing and all, by the way, look at my fake cigarette and my shoes and not addressing the big elephants in the chat room. And again, 30 minutes in, we're still not to the prophecies. He does these videos because he mon they're monetized. And if you watch the chat, you can see people giving him money. Plus, if you tack on the ads... 
and you can actually look this up, he makes thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars off of these videos with total and absolute nonsense. Plus, I think deep down, this is really just a, it's some kind of, uh, what would you call it, therapy session for him. All right, so let's skip ahead a little more. Let's see if we can actually get to the prophecies because that's what we're supposed to be talking about tonight. They're in some of the mainstream UFO literature where they were actually drawn. So they've been around for a long time. This is nothing new. Uh, and even before that, there were a number of UFO contactees who had telepathic okay, contact 40, in the 1950s for, for, what appeared to be angelic Forty minutes in, beings that we're getting to the angelics, yet sort of ecumenical. <laughs> They, they get a little bit overly religious sounding sometimes. And so that was one of the weird things that I found actually somewhat disquieting about this contact was that it was pretty staunchly Christian, and I really wasn't. Now, this same thing happened to the woman who did Course in Miracles, Helen, I forget her name, uh, but you can look it up. She had the same issue where she... The, the, the Course in Miracles contact has a very Christian tone, and she didn't really have that predilection in her own life, but yet, you know, she's not going to get in the way of the contact. So, in my case, right away, I'm getting all these weird encrypted phrases that predict the future, and it becomes such a prevalent thing, the prediction of the future, that I was in a constant state of awe. What, what has he predicted? What has he predicted that has come true? nothing this man says is accurate. Nothing he says is true. He's like zero for a million. He's never predicted the future, folks. He's never prophesied anything. He's just made general statements like something big is going to happen in the news and then something happens in the news and it's the top story. There's always a top story. There's always breaking news. And then he predicted it. I mean, mean, yeah, a, a, a prophecy or a prediction might have some generalities to it. But at least you could give us some more specifics, and he doesn't do that. And when he does give specifics about something, he says the cabal wants to siphon the gas out of your car. He literally said that. That wasn't true. Didn't happen. And everybody just moves on and keeps giving him money. About this stuff. So I really did have a very big awakening that came out of all this. Uh, I was aware that now... I have proof that there's some type of higher intelligence in the universe, that this intelligence is the same source that was giving me dreams all these years. I was listening to my dreams, writing them down for four years. Before Everybody has dreams. Actually started. <laughs> Most people write their dreams down or remember so them. There was a lot of shame around it, too. It's not exactly socially acceptable, per se, to have angelic contact and to have these beings appear and talk to you in such a direct way. Meanwhile, he's been trashing Christianity for the last 15 years. He really did not pull any punches about telling me where I had growth issues. Right from the beginning, oh, I was so, told... So I, he, was, he, he wasn't listening to the Archangel Michael or any angelic being. He was listening to the secret teachings and uh, Stephen Cambion's Truth Seekers. Had serious problems with anxiety that I shouldn't be worried, that the fear that I had was so much worse than what was really going on, and that I had this sort of patterned behavior. Uh, they were really not happy Everybody about has the anxiety. fact that I like to drive fast. So Everybody has patterned behavior. Car, and I ended up not doing that. And you can read in the book Awakening in the Dream, my fourth published book, 
where I had a series of dreams predicting that I was going to have this car crash. <laughs> so the dreams were letting me know that I... No, I'm pretty sure that uh, your dream was you were driving really fast. You might have gotten a ticket. You were driving really fast. You could have gotten a wreck. You were driving really fast a lot all the time. And self-preservation kicked in. And subconsciously, you were told, you probably shouldn't drive that fast. You're going to get into a car wreck. And then that's actually what happened. I was going to get nailed with karma. Dreams were letting me know that I was going to get nailed with karma. It will skip back and a little bit so you can hear that. Direct way. And, and what do I mean by direct? I mean, they really did not pull any punches about telling me where I had growth issues. Right from the beginning, I was told I had serious problems with anxiety, that I shouldn't be worried, that the fear that I had was so much worse than what was really going on, and that I had this sort of patterned behavior. Uh, they were really not happy about the fact that I like to drive fast. So they wanted me to slow down in the car, and I ended up not doing that. And you can read in the book Awakening in the Dream, my fourth published book, where I had a series of dreams predicting that I was going to have this car crash. Yeah, see, he said the same thing about the axle in his car going out. He had an axle in his car that went out, and he said, I had a dream that it was going to go out. Okay, well, I've also had dreams that I'm going to have car trouble. It's usually because I've been having car trouble or I know something's not working properly on the car and then I think about it a lot, I get worried about it, and then something actually happens. I didn't predict the future, okay, but I was aware that something was happening and then that appeared in my subconscious, in my dreams, and then when I woke up, I didn't think, oh, I predicted the future. I thought, oh, that's probably something I needed to deal with. People like this try to monetize Everything. And if it's not financial monetization, it's emotional monetization. You look at the chat room, not only are people giving this, this fraud money, everything is, we're so glad to hear from you. You've been through so much. We're here to support you and to help you. It's a giant emotional circle jerk. Okay. And it goes on every single time this man opens his mouth. Every single time these people like Corey Good and David Wilcock open their mouth to say something, they tell you about how traumatized, how abused, how attacked they are. They're predators in the clothing of a weak animal that looks really pathetic, really sad, really worn down. And they're hoping that in most cases, it's a bunch of older women uh, will throw them money because they feel sorry for them because women tend to be more emotional. Women tend to be more nurturing. And that's what you look at. Look at the chat room. It's just full of people giving the guy money and saying, we feel so bad for you. This is a psychopath, folks. So the dreams were letting me know that I was going to get nailed with karma. And I became very aware that something was going on. And then... Yeah, I wonder if... Uh, I wonder if Emory Smith also had a dream about his car wreck. Okay, remember when he crashed his... Was his Land Rover? Because he was drinking, he was drunk. He's drunk, he crashes an $80,000 car and then claims that the cabal ran him off the road. Maybe they actually believe this stuff. Maybe they really believe it. So you get drunk, you crash your car, and it's not because you drank a lot and drove, it's because the cabal ran you off the road. So you're either beyond help, totally and absolutely delusional. And as you're running your car off the road, another like a black, a black SUV drives by, and you're and as the car's flipping, you know, in the air in slow motion, you're thinking that the cabal ran you off the road when it was really a, a bottle of Jack Daniels. 
Okay, it, these people lie so much, it just becomes, it's first nature for them, not even second nature, it's first nature. It's like breathing. Uh, it's, it's something that you don't even have to think about. Blinking. When this Archangel Michael contact started beginning on November 10th, 1996, again I was warned about my fast driving, again I refused to listen, and again I had a car crash that they predicted in advance a year after the previous winter where they did it just with dreams. So he crashed his car a second time. <laughs> he crashed his car a second time, and uh, that car crash was predicted by the, the Archangels. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Archangels have a lot more... Um, important things to deal with. I'm pretty sure they're concerned with the protection of mankind, uh, with the protection of the faithful. They're, they're concerned with uh, uh, slaying the dragon, the serpent, uh, conquering evil. Apparently, the archangels have time to talk to David Wilcock and tell him, if you don't slow down in that car, David, you're going to get into a car wreck. Uh, a really general statement that anybody could tell you if you could keep driving that fast and uh, recklessly then you're probably going to get into a car wreck and you could die potentially. These are not predictions of the future. At the very, the very most, they're subconscious warnings that he is manifesting through dreams. He sees them as angels, etc. He clearly has a religious background. He sees them as angels or you know spirits or whatever. And they warn him in his dreams, you're going to wreck if you don't stop driving so fast. He takes that and turns it into a story that he puts into several books, and then he makes it into these videos on YouTube and tells you that the archangels are communicating with him, telling him to drive slower. Is that really what the archangels are supposed to do? Have you ever read about the archangels? What does Archangel Michael do? Archangel Michael, the son, the protector, does not help people learn to drive sober. The, the, the Archangel Michael doesn't come to somebody in their dream and it's like, stop driving so fast. I'm pretty sure they would send a lesser angel to do that. This time they did it in spoken word, and they used a very, very remarkable prophecy. Michael said, my gift to the world will be a three and a half by 11 sheet of paper. Expect it on Friday, 90 minutes until 10 o'clock. That's what it said. On Friday at 8.30 a.m., which is 90 minutes until 10 o'clock, a police officer ended up writing me a ticket on a 3.5 by 11 sheet of paper because I'd collided with the car in front of me. <laughs> Michael set it up. Michael knew exactly what he was doing. He set up my car crash. He predicted it in advance. He said, my gift to the world will be a 3.5 by 11 sheet of paper. Expect it on Friday, 90 minutes until 10 o'clock. So the Archangel Michael, maybe I'm hearing this wrong, set up his car crash. So it wasn't because he was driving too fast. It wasn't because he was potentially drinking. It wasn't because he was potentially on drugs, which he has admittedly a history of. The Archangel Michael told him he was going to get this ticket and then set up the car crash so he got the ticket. It's like, I mean, I, I would imagine that if he went to court and protested that ticket, <laughs> uh, I mean, usually when there's a car crash like that, and if it's severe, they usually don't come give you a ticket. Uh, usually they get paramedics over there, usually get the fire department over there to help you out. But I guess David Wilcock crashed his car into the back of somebody else pretty bad, and then, uh, well, the police officer gave him a ticket and left, and he, was, he just drove his car away, I'm, I'm assuming. 
I, I don't know what happened, but I assume that if this man went to court, this is the story he would use. He t- Your Honor, I was not responsible for this for this vehicle wreck, but we, you were driving, Mr. Wilcock. I was driving, but the Archangel Michael told me, well, oh, the Archangel Michael, yeah, hold on, let me, let me explain, Your Honor. The Archangel Michael told me I was going to get in a car wreck. And so instead of driving more carefully, I decided to drive even faster. And then it's really the Archangel Michael's fault because he told me I was going to get in the car wreck. That kind of, you know, tripped me out, man. And then I crashed into the back of this car really badly. And um, it's the Archangel Michael's fault. He's the one that set the car crash up, Your Honor. Okay, that, 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 I, I just can see it. I can hear it in a courtroom. That's, that's what David Wilcox is telling the judge. Now, I'm sorry, there's, we've been 40 minutes of this, and it's just absolute garbage and nonsense for 40 minutes. We've only got 30 minutes of the show left, folks. We're going to have to do like five more of these to get through this two-hour video. Uh, we've also got Mike D. coming up tomorrow. We're going to talk about uh, the blue chicken caper here on the show. And I want to give a shout-out to uh, a listener. I'll mention uh, them tomorrow who actually came up with the name for that, uh, that episode, the blue chicken caper. <laughs> it should be tomorrow night, Friday. Uh, the Archangel Michael prophecy tonight. I'm, I'm trying, trying to get to the prophecy. Uh, let me skip ahead another 15 minutes to see if we can get to some of the prophecy here in this video. Uh, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. No breaks tonight on the show, but please go to our archive on our website, thesecretteachings.info. You can listen and download the show for free. You can resubscribe if you're a subscriber to the ad-free show or go to aftermath.media if you're a new subscriber. You can also find my books on the website, which uh, my books are uh, based in reality. Uh, and uh, when they analyze things out of reality, when I analyze things out of reality, uh, I try to take an objective approach to them. Uh, I don't tell you I'm getting the information from some spiritual thing I can't identify. Uh, I try to write them in a way that is not preachy. And uh, if you're interested in my books, uh, I've got a history book called Liberty Shrugged. I've got an occult book called Occult Arcana www.thesecretteachings.info. And I also don't tell you my whole life story in all the books either. If uh, you're interested in that, you're out of luck. I'd go buy David Wilcox because his books are pretty much a life story mixed with his uh, his delusions. And I, I didn't realize this man's been in so many car crashes. It's not his fault, though. The Archangel Michael set the car crash up. That was the only time I ever lost my cool on anybody as a public figure, and I do regret that. I did... Raise my voice. I probably cursed. An hour in. My books on the ground, a couple of my books. But I was very upset about the guy making these threats as if people from SRA International had credibility enough that if they tell me I'm going to die, if I say that I was Edgar Casey reincarnated. Yeah, let's go back and listen to this because I actually heard about this bit, uh, this little thing he did here. Let's talk. Um, let's so, and to also, the, I guess the third part is all my readings, and the second part is partly written by me. So. Um, anyway, after I got that book out in 2004, I felt like, okay, I've done my job. I I was at Conscious Life Expo. I actually had somebody come up to me and make a death threat. And he actually told me that there were people at SRI International, I'm going to be honest about it now, that they were in contact with something or other. And the SRI International folks from Stanford, right now Stanford, we find out is involved in a lot of interesting things having to do with online. Well, these SRI people are saying, if David continues to channel Edgar Casey, which I'm not even doing, he will die. He will be killed. No, he's not channeling Edgar Casey. He is Edgar Casey. 
And this guy had already told me this a few times in writing, and he had the gall to come up to me at my book signing table and make this death threat in person. And that is actually the only time I've ever really lost my cool. See, I do have a little Agent Smith earpiece here. i got to get it back in my ear. But that's so that I can make sure I'm not rustling. I don't want to have rustling noise from the jacket. So there it goes. Now I got it back. And just the rustling noise coming out of his mouth. That was the only time I ever lost my cool on anybody as a public figure, and I do regret that. I did raise my voice. I probably cursed, and I threw my books on the ground, a couple of my books. But I was very upset about the he guy. He had a temper tantrum. Making these threats as if people from SRA International had credibility enough that if they tell me I'm going to die, if I say that I was Edgar Casey reincarnated, that I should listen. Well, it also implies that, yeah, you know what? This is very connected to the spook world, and that might be a death threat. They might be telling me that they're going to kill me if I keep talking about this. I'm, you know, I'd heard a lot of weird stuff about SRI International already, including this was where a lot of the remote viewing research was being done. And in some of the less savory accounts, it appears that they're also doing things like remote influencing and remote assassinations. Now, I don't doubt that someone came up to him and made a threat like that. Maybe it was a threat, like, I'm going to kill you if you keep doing this. Probably not that. Maybe it was a threat like, hey, man, you better be careful because you keep doing this. They're going to kill you. Could have been that. He could interpret it either way. But my, my issue with this one, once again, just like with everything else the guy says, is how, how, do, you, how do you know that's who the person was that they were working for uh, SRI? How, how do you know that's what, uh, did they flash a badge or, you know, did they, did they tell you, hey, I'm working for so-and-so and you better be careful, you're going to die if you keep channeling Edgar Casey. It doesn't, doesn't really make a lot of sense. And so why get so angry and throw, throw your own books on the ground and curse at the person? I mean, maybe there's more details to the story. But again, it's another one of those accounts that just sounds a little off, a little weird. A little bit like it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't fit somewhere. There's something off about it. But once again, he's the victim, right? He's the victim. He's being threatened because he's channeling Edgar Casey, And he's like, man, I'm not even channeling Edgar Casey. I am Edgar Casey. More sign of his hysteria. So... Uh, this source that eventually said it was Archangel Michael, that came and went. I ended up not really caring about that either. Okay, uh, you know, it, it's, it's going to get me threatened. It's going to make people hate me. It's going to create all these trolls online. I don't need to do this Edgar Casey stuff at all. I don't want anything to do with it. We have words like troll that we use to describe people that kind of follow and harass people online. Uh, the problem with that word is people like David Wilcock say that if you ask him to address the Corey Good deposition as people have in the chat room here tonight, or if you ask him to um, address how his other prophecies have turned out to be false, that he says you're trolling. And here's actually a classic example of that. Uh, this is an, uh, an older clip from a few years ago uh, from a conference that he attended. People who are making this stuff up out of no evidence, they're doing it just because they like trolling, they like attacking us, and they, they think this is a game. People are dying. You know, we were threatened very severely with actual terrorism uh, at the Contact in the Desert event. I was concerned every time I went on stage. I couldn't turn my back on the audience. We had a massive security presence. They were unarmed, but we had armed guards that were on call, ready to come into the room. So I don't know if you caught that. It's <laughs> what he said. We had we had 
we had guards that were unarmed, but they were armed, ready to come into the room. None of that's true. They had no armed guards. They had no police officers there. There was a police car one day doing a routine check at the event in Palm Springs because I was at that conference. And right now you're listening to the voice of the terrorist. I am the terrorist. That's right. I'm the terrorist because I asked some people some questions that they were uncomfortable with. And because I asked some questions that people were uncomfortable with, that makes me a terrorist, obviously. In fact, if you listen to the Corey Good deposition, Corey Good says the same thing in the deposition. We'll play it tomorrow night for you. People that question his story, people that point out the inconsistencies, that make jokes about it, they're not only terrorists, he calls them dark forces. They're dark forces. While literally in the same statement, he's talking about something called Dark Fleet, because that's what the attorney asks him about. And he says, well, Dark Fleet's this fictitious Nazi thing in space. So he admits it's fictitious and then says if anybody questions it, they're part of the Dark Forces or the Cabal. These people are delusional. They are disconnected from reality. They are dangerous. And they are asking you to drink a form of spiritual Kool-Aid. It's going to create all these trolls online. I don't need to do this Edgar Casey stuff at all. I don't want anything to do with it. Let me just do science. Now, cut when, when has he ever done science? September. Hold on a second. When has this man ever done science? The last time I checked, David Wilcox said that he had invested all this money in making hover cars. Never got the hover cars. He said he invested this money and time into a, a UFO. We never got the UFO. He says, just like Billy Carson, Billy Carson, I just was at a conference. Billy Carson was at Billy Carson said he's got millions of dollars uh, that he needs or that he's invested in some giant underground base that he's building. It's an underground city. It has all these amenities. It has all these things that you would need to live underground, but he can't tell you where it's at. He can't tell you how he's contracting uh, the construction of this place. He's not building it with his bare hands. He'd get his fancy, expensive suit dirty. But he needs money and support to build this underground base. Listen, th there is no underground base. There is no UFO. There is no hover car. These people are lying to you. And it should be really clear and obvious. But sadly, it's not. Because a lot of people are naive, and that's not a shot. A lot of people are willing to believe these things because they just don't believe the mainstream of anything. And they don't trust the mainstream of anything. And maybe, like myself, you've had some spiritual or otherworldly type experiences. You know, I've seen things like the hat man and the smiling man, and I've seen things when I was a kid that I couldn't explain. Things that are probably just the workings of a complex, unconscious, subconscious, and conscious mind. That's what these people do, though. They sell their fantasies, and it's wrong. They sell you things that are made up and tell you that they're real. Instead of just selling you a fictional story, which they could probably make a lot of money on, and I wouldn't have an issue with it, they sell you these fictions. But there is no hover car. There are no UFOs. There is no underground Billy Carson base. All of that is just the crap 
that they tell you to hook you onto their product. It's like a drug. It really is. It's like a drug. And here's David Wilcock giving you a little hit of that drug. We are going to get disclosure that's a lot bigger than we think we're going to get. And it's coming fast. And again, you're going to get toys that you can play with. So these benevolent ETs... I mean, what kind of toys are those? Like sex toys? Uh, you mean like technological toys? Like hover cars that uh, have not been made available to the public? Charge cluster technology, which is probably... It's one of the main contenders of what we're going to use to build hover cars. And we're supposed to have a hover car, again, a UFO, which is just a term that describes something. I don't know how you're going to build a UFO. You mean a flying disc? And, uh, of course, we don't have that underground base either. So it's all made up. When has this man ever done science? He says he's done science. We're going to focus on science. Um, and I called it the revealing. Um, and why I, I said what they're trying to do and why their plans won't work. So even at that time, I was aware that these readings that I'd done in the late 90s had said that there was going to be something like a coup over the military-industrial complex. So this source that eventually said it was Archangel Michael, that came and went. I ended up not really caring about that either. Okay, uh, you know. Until he it's, it's gonna monetized it again. It's going to make people hate me. It's going to create all these trolls online. I don't need to do this Edgar Casey stuff at all. I don't want anything to do with it. Let me just do science. Now, cut to... <laughs> He's going to do science. Yeah. September of All right, let's skip ahead, folks. I'm sorry that we can't listen to the entire thing. I don't know. Do you even want to listen to the entire thing? I just, I, I, I talk too much over it. We don't have enough time for a two-hour show uh, to do the whole thing. We're going to focus a little bit on it tomorrow at the beginning, and then we'll have 90 minutes of tomorrow night's show with uh, Mike D., our co-host. Uh, tomorrow night is going to be called the Blue Chicken Caper. So uh, hopefully you look forward to that. But we'll go into some more of this tomorrow night. We've still got some time, so we're going to skip ahead in the video uh, to an hour and 20 minutes and hope that David Wilcock gets to the prophecies that he's been saying that he's going to talk about. Pioneer on how you develop where, the, where you steer where these anti-gravity particles are going. So a classified grant was given. And Chris yep, and the, and the whole the whole chat room is filled with I want a hover car, I want a hover bike. I mean, if these people aren't being ironic, which I don't think that they are, they're just as delusional as Wilcock is. He's not building hover cars and UFOs. Billy Carson's not building an underground base. You're inside the middle of it. That's what you see, for example, in the story of the Searle effect, the Searle levity disc. And we're going to have a movie coming out this year called Levitation, where I'm going to go into the Sir Levitation phenomenon, what he did, how he discovered it. Go Allow me to speculate briefly. I believe that what he'll do with this video, this movie that's coming out, he says, uh, is he will do what he did to his other contacts and whistleblowers. He will try to uh, obtain a large sum of money uh, and then either never produce the video or he will produce a really terrible, low-quality, quote-unquote, documentary. Uh, and then he will sell that again. So he'll keep the money from the, the production, and then he'll keep the money from what he sells the movie for. You know what this guy is? You know, if you're on YouTube or something, and the, the whiteboard videos, and they just keep talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking and talking. Here's how to pick up a girlfriend... Here's how to, you know, lose weight or don't eat this one food. And 
they keep going. There's a name for it. They just keep going and going, and they never get to it. And then, like when you finally click the thing and it takes you to the website or whatever, it's like a, a scam website, and then you got to pay a bunch of money to get access to the secret information. Uh, that's what David Wilcox like. This is the whole. He 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 should just do those whiteboard videos. So I'll be, be better to look at than his uh, his face. Fly out, but we're still going to get an amazing. Just film. disgust so me. This guy out. is such a piece of garbage. And I really did need to get back to work in the worst possible way. I've spent 18 months doing nothing but writing these five books. Thank God they're almost done, but I've, I've been having strange carpal tunnel. And like I was in the bathtub today, and I did this with my thumb, and there's this bump. Yeah, he's in the urine bathtub. And I realize, oh my God, it's like some kind of nodule. And I, Why doesn't he just use his telekinetic powers to press the keys on the keyboard? That's what you get out of the urine bath, he said, from the Archangel Michael. Just use your mind to write the book on the computer if you're getting carpal tunnel. I, I just massage it and it hurt really freaking bad. Now my thumb's actually kind of doing better, but this has been... Sure, people really will donate money to him to get his finger fixed. Anyway, getting back to Chris Beskar a little more. Okay, so let's skip ahead some more here. So when the Salvatore Pius patents came out and essentially leaked Chris's invention, if you will... More uh, fake patents, more fake nonsense so garbage. Again, we're going to do a movie, Levitation which covers this and some other fascinating subjects, including... But they can't prove or show you or demonstrate to you the levitation, okay? I mean, there, there are fields of, uh, and st fields of study like acoustic levitation, sound to, vib to you know, vibrations to levitate things, the Hutchinson effect. I mean, these are real things, uh, the mysteries of the pyramids, if you will. But if you have these patents, which are fake, nonsense, BS patents that he's that I think he spent money on before, from what I understand, to buy the patent or the rights or something. Uh, if you are telling people that you're going to you make this movie and show people how this stuff works and sign up to my course and I can show you how to do this or that, but you can't do it yourself. You can't make, I don't know, the make the keyboard levitate or the camera levitate. and You can't like, you can't do something with your telekinetic powers, like move the picture frame off the wall and put it on the floor. You can't, like, wh why can't you demonstrate these powers? Because he doesn't have the powers. He is a con artist. He's a fraud. He's lying to you through his big fake teeth that you paid for. cannot be cut. It cannot be bent. It cannot be burned. But it is Sounds very, like that very lightweight. Roswell material. That's the secret. Because it was already molten in the volcano, you can, you can make it into a quasi-crystal in lattice where it has incredible hardness and is very, very lightweight. He's talking about the, uh, so apparently the Mount Doom and the rings. The technology that we're going to start using for the hover car is that we're going to print them, 3D print them out of volcanic basalt, <laughs> which is cheap. <laughs> so the All right, so we're going to 3D print cars... Out of volcanic basalt. Volcanic basalt. It turns out that because basalt is something that directly crystallized out of a, of a very intensely heated molten material, that when you mess around with basalt, you can get quasi-crystals. You can get the same type of exotic matter physics that I was talking about with the bismuth, the arts parts, where if you electrify arts parts, they lift up off the table. Well, that's one of the things you can do with, with uh, these um, composites that are made from volcanic basalt. They also 
are the secret to developing the type of materials that you've heard about in crashed UFOs where the material cannot be cut, it cannot be bent, it cannot be burned, but it is very, very lightweight. That's the secret. Because it was already molten in the volcano, you can, you can make it into a quasi-crystal in lattice where it has incredible hardness and is very, very lightweight. And then use it so apparently to make hover cars. Technology that we're going to start using for the hover car. And you notice he says apparently. He says that all the time. Apparently, this is what we're going to do. Apparently, this is what's going to happen. Very, very lightweight. That's the secret. Because it was already molten in the volcano, you can, you can make it into a quasi-crystal in lattice where it has incredible hardness and is very, very lightweight. So apparently the manufacturing technology that we're going to start using for the hover car is that we're going to print them, 3D print them out of volcanic basalt. Okay, so apparently the technology that I am working with, but it's apparent technology, the apparent technology that we're going to be working with is going to be a 3D printer to print hover cars. Listen to what this guy's saying. He's going to print hover cars with a 3D printer using volcanic basalt. Which is cheap. So the materials are cheap. It's going to require new machines, new tooling. They've but he needs money to set it up. Um, but we're going to be doing it openly. And so our original plan with Stavati was that we acquire this facility in Niagara Falls, maybe another facility in the area, and uh, we go into manufacturing and we create a new city in Wheatfield Business Park, which is immediately north of where the plant is, that we actually create, you know, roads and septic and electric, and we create housing, and we have different types of housing for different types of uh, budgets, and we're going to have high-end jobs that pay well and give you a solid future and rejuvenate the economy of Western New York. In the past week, we've had some very exciting progress towards this. I, I shouldn't have moved away from Western New York out. then. I didn't know it was going to be so booming. We've never gotten any money, uh, but I think that's going to happen. So <laughs> when that starts to happen, when that starts to kick off, uh, I will probably end up spending a good bit of time in Niagara Falls. I'll probably have a house there. Um, so I've been very deeply involved in this aerospace company and I really wanted to have something for you by 2017, 2018, because once we're funded, we're going to have a working prototype in one year. Okay, so there it is. That's what you need to hear. Once we're funded, once all the money goes into this nonsensical BS aerospace company, which other people have broken down much better than I have time to research and investigate and break down, you can listen to Stephen Cambian's analysis of, of all this. Uh, he gave a lot of his money to this aerospace company. And as long as, as long as they get some funding, you're going to have a prototype hover car in a year. And it's just like Corey Goode's comic book, graphic novel. They took all this money from people. It took years and years and years and years and years and years and years to get it done, even though a professional artist can do something like that in a relatively short period of time, certainly not five years or however long it took. You wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait and wait 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 wait, and there's always an issue. There's always a problem, like online dating or something. You're gonna meet the girl, and then she's like, "Oh, I got stranded at the at the airport or something. I need you to send me money to get, you know, to 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 get a you know a, another plane ticket or something. You know, my my other plane got delayed. I'm stuck in this part of the country. 
I need some more money. I need some money for food. Can you send me a couple hundred dollars? There's always a delay, always an issue. I mean, this guy's, what, six, what is he, six, seven years behind on his hover car plans? He just needs money. And he says, as, as long as it's funded, yeah, then you'll have your hover car. So we need more money. Being realized that I'm happy about. We still have never gotten any money, uh, but I think that's going to happen. So You're delusional if you think that's going to that happen. When that starts to happen, when that starts to kick off, uh, I will probably end up spending a good bit of time in Niagara Falls. I'll probably have a house there. Yeah. He's got money to buy another house. So I've been very deeply involved in this aerospace company. And I really wanted to have something for you by 2017, 2018, because once we're funded... Five, six years. We're going to have a working prototype in one year. And so everybody who tries to say that this is BS and that you guys made it up and it's all nonsense. No, there has been a very consistent through line throughout my entire career Going back to the 1990s. Of you lying and making things up. Yes, you're right. Meeting insiders, talking to them, comparing what they have to say. I released so much of this information online, in books, over many, many years, ever since I first got online. So this is something that's been involved for many years. Pete Peterson was leaking very incredible <laughs> things 2009, 2000. He's still going back to Pete Peterson. Pete Peterson was senile. David Wilcock ripped Pete Peterson off. He's now using a dead man to continue to profit off of these lies. In 10, Jacob was leaking incredible things. We had... Uh, Woody? Woody. Also Woody was this other insider. Henry Deacon gave me some very incredible stuff about, about going to Mars and about various extraterrestrial races that he, that he had met. And these were widely distributed in very popular radio shows and articles that I wrote, books that I wrote, videos that I made, public conferences that I gave. This is what I do. I leak inside intel. <laughs> but nobody comes after you. Edward Snowden had to flee the country, but David Wilcock leaks uh, potentially uh, universe-changing information about the nature of reality, about the nature of the universe, about hover cars and anti-gravity and aliens. And he's cool. He just gets to live in his multi-million uh, dollar, uh, well, his million dollar mansion, multi-million dollar property up in Colorado. Nobody's coming after him. But somebody gave him a death threat at a conference years ago, and he threw his books on the ground and said, I don't like that. So eventually, the only logical place for me to go is to say, look, if, if the U.S. military is following through with a plan, which Pete told me about in 2009, this plan to arrest the bad guys, bring out this forbidden Here technology they do Here not want you to have, I want to be part of that plan. Yeah. The problem, David, is that that plan is a fantasy. QAnon was fake. All your intel gathering online from all your insiders and briefings, those people are either senile and you're exploiting them or they're delusional, probably more so than you are. And they think that they have the same kind of inside contact you do and you just regurgitate either without vetting or vetting and knowing that they're crazy and you do it anyway. You release their information, you publish it. You're just a leech. You're just a worm. You're a bottom feeder. And you go to the internet, just like you said you did in the 90s, and you take stuff from people there, and then you redo it, republish it as your own. I mean, this guy is basically a spiritual plagiarist. I want to be part of that initiative to save humanity. I want to yeah, build because he's so humble. Plan he's so humble. 22 different colleges and universities in New York State where... They will offer an associate's degree program to high school students 
and or you can get the degree by going to the college and getting a two-year degree. But the point is, you do need some training to to build, you know, to have a high-tech job. Yeah, to build hover cars out of volcanic basalt uh, with three D printers. Apparently, you, there's a there's a uh, there's a class for that. So let's talk just a little bit. I'm at the two hour mark and I, again, you know, I really don't want to go any farther than this. So I got to cut this off very. He said that 60 minutes ago, <laughs> he's, he's going to keep going. He's waiting for the, he's trying to hit a certain financial marker. Once he hits two, three, $4,000 on the video, then he'll cut it off. Um, so let's kind of review here uh, very quickly and very briefly. David Wilcock is still telling you in this uh, Prophecy Ascension, uh, whatever it is, Archangel Michael video, he's still telling you that hover cars are coming. There have been some delays. There's always delays. And because there have been delays, he needs more money. And there's no money that's come back to him yet because he spent all of his money on this fake aerospace company. Uh, and an aer- So an aerospace company is going to use a 3D printer and volcanic basalt to print hover cars and he's telling you that they're, you're going to get hover cars just like he told you you're going to get a UFO. Didn't get that. Didn't get the UFO. You're never going to see Billy Carson's underground base. Okay? It's all made up. It's a scam. And sometimes they mix in things that are real. Sometimes they mix things in that are true. Whether they believe them doesn't really matter. Because if you can verify one part of their story and you want to believe the story then as far as you're concerned, the whole story's true. And David Wilcock is a master at taking things out of context, a master at playing the victim. From his childhood to a train ride when he left New York to go to college to he wrote these books for you in the service of humanity and it made his hand cramp really bad and he's been taking baths and rubbing his finger to make his hand better. Everything, he is the victim. Everything, he is under attack. Everything, he is under assault by the cabal or by dark forces. Uh, Tomorrow night, we're going to welcome onto the show Mike D., our good friend and co-host, and talk about the blue chicken caper. A listener actually came up with that name. Uh, We'll mention that again tomorrow. I'll mention the listener. This is The Secret Teachings. I'm Ryan Gable. And, uh, you know, we like to do these kinds of shows on occasion because I'd like to show you um, that these people like David Wilcock, I call them uh, David Cock Blockers or David Wilcock Blockers. And what they do is they spread this information, both this and disinformation. And David Wilcock blocking is when someone prevents real conversation and debate by making up stories for profit. And that's what these guys do. Uh, I would recommend that you go to YouTube and you check out Stephen Campion's show Truth Seekers and some of the other people that he works with because they do really great analysis of all of this. And uh, they do video streams as well. So you can watch the video that you just heard and you can also see some of the proof and documents and things they put up to show you that people like David Wilcock are con artists and frauds. I, on the other hand, on top of doing this show, I've decided... Uh, to uh, once again make a, a little a little song uh, for you. And I'm going to play that song right now, and then we are out of time for the broadcast. This song is called Praise the Cash, and uh, I wrote this and recorded this uh, about a week ago. So take a listen to this, and then we are out of time for tonight. Again, I'm Ryan Gable. This is The Secret Teachings. 
please subscribe on aftermath.media to the show or resubscribe at thesecretteachings.info. You can grab my books there as well. When you support us in those ways, we are on air Monday through Friday. You can also listen to the show for free in our free archive anywhere you can listen to radio shows or podcasts. Just search thesecretteachings.info. These are some of the new briefings I'm getting. Did you ever go to space? Did I ever go to space? Yes. I, uh, in my physical body? Yes. I don't believe so. Did you have a chance yet to hear the Corey Good deposition? Everything he said was like a pale, stale repetition of the things we've said, like we were the ones with premonition. Tearing down the clown circus tent with surgical precision. Now that requires David Wilcock to get a mention, living in a fantasy off of a stolen pension. And I'm happy to say that I've been involved with all the snitching. I'm so grateful to be here now, helping to throw a wrench in. So welcome to the theater of the absolute absurd, of secret space programs and giant blue birds, of fake story turds and of patenting words, of cons, fraud, scams that aren't of verbs or words. You can call me a nerd, but I've just had some concerns. Despite all that we've learned, there won't be financial returns. If I know the law right, it's a felony in the third. I'll never stop exposing grifters, and you have my word. The horn's nest is stirred and a warning conferred. Redrawing these lines that the conmen have blurred. No mincing of words. Their stories have been interred. All these lies incurred have been washed clean and unheard. Consumer fraud that should leave you all appalled. And all these ascension courses should be recalled. All these claims rebuked that make the skin crawl. Visit a doctor's office today to get your mind reinstalled you can finally see the writing that is painstakingly scrawled on the wall of the new age bathroom stall but if they have the gall to lie and stand so tall more will fill their shoes because you know that ain't all we've just seen a lot of excessive pride before the fall but there's hardly been time there's hardly been a law and now more are rising up and they are taking the ball now it's a new age ufo girl picking up the call marina Seren is a product of her environment an alien channeler but nah i ain't liking it an only fans account but nah i ain't trying it a reincarnation created Nazi soldier and people buying it. Ah, it just makes me want to scream and tear apart the internet right along the seams. Wake the people back up out of their dreams and set fire to the destructive new age schemes. Man, I really hope that you know what I mean because I've believed in aliens since before I was 15, before I ever had a mic, before I was ever on the scene in the paranormal cryptids ghosts. I was a fiend until I got a good look behind the scenes. I saw below the filters every one of the screens. A world filled with so much crap. It's like a latrine a world filled with fake marines and drama queens it's obscene so what is wrong with these guys they just can't stop telling lies fake insiders and briefings that they want people to buy now i know it's really hard and i want you to give it a try when you hear one of the stories ask who what when where how and why so listen up here yo it's really important let me mention another con man sean david morton this lying sack of trash defrauded the irs what do you think he does to you you're even more unimportant how about billy carson why not billy incarcerated him and his wife both premeditated numerous frauds buying fancy suits and houses with stolen cash wads that he stole with a concoction of a fake car auction scheming is the theme flowing like a be a stream pissing on your face and telling you that it's a dream Corey Gooden David Wilcock the dream scam team while my boy Stephen Cambian still reigns supreme so praise the cash praise the cash cause they ain't giving it back and you can count on that so praise the cash, praise the cash, cause they ain't giving it back and you can count on that. It's like a bank robbery, just put the money in the sack, then they hit the road jack and they never come back. When you come after them, they claim that they're under attack, but maybe we should cut them some slack cause I heard the cabal is back. You were lied to about every single thing. Yo David, where's that UFO you promised us? Billy Carson, where's that underground base? So the telekinesis bath is one of the things that Archangel Michael is making me do. And then another one of the really funny things is that you have to pee in the bathtub. He wants your DNA in the water. All these ancient prophecies 
telling us that the world will be transformed. He makes all this stuff up.